whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, are, we here are here to, to rant, and, rant rave. and rave. See, if you didn't stop, if you didn't stop, I even tried not looking at you. Maybe next time I'll block the camera. You know what? I watch, you know, when I can, Hoda and Jenna. They had pentatonics on today. and oh, I I'm, love them. Yeah, I figured you would. And we need to enter a contest where they can teach you how to like be in sync because those five people did one of their songs and they were all in a different location. It wasn't yeah. a Zoom from their studio. They were all clearly at their own homes. Yeah, but it's because there's a <sighs> little bit of a delay and you watch my face to see. And I'm like, that doesn't doesn't work. I literally stopped and stared at you just to see if you would watch me and you oh, stopped. God, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you about pentatonics? Yeah. Are you in okay. love with all of them? Yes. And I have been since the days of lip sync battle. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that with yep. Nick Lachey? Yep. That's yep. where I first met them. <laughs> and I went to their concert. Yes, I did. What? With my, yep. With my girlfriend, Stephanie Durant. And nice. they were mind blowing. I'm literally sure. mind-blowing mm -hmm. so talented you know some of them play instruments you didn't realize oh wow now, avi was still with them when i saw them he's not with them anymore he was their bass guy and i kind of it makes me sad but you know whatever they're great i met two of them oh. at jesse tyler ferguson's house excuse because excuse me of course they're musical and lovely so of course jesse knows them i was over at his house one fourth of july that is also the day i met weird al yankovic uh, it was it was a marker blown. day marker day <laughs> sorry about this celebrity corner check bam oh my god had to that's mate. you're already at an actor's house that you yeah. love yeah. and work with then you have a band that you love that or singing group acapella singing extraordinaires and mm -hmm. then weird al are you kidding me yeah nicest guy ever you know eric is friends with him and uh tom lennon like they're mm -hmm. all good friends whatever yeah. and nobody ever has a mean word to say about that guy except he... for coolio Julia? oh yeah but come on he didn't like him he didn't like his making uh, a, a parody of uh gangster's, gangsters paradise. paradise yeah I think that's a huge compliment. Like, God help me if someday I do something good enough that Weird Al wants to parody. Thank you. Can you even imagine? Shame on no. you, Julio. And I owned your album in college, and I drank and got high to it. Got kind of high and got kind of drunk. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> This is so fitting because something coming later in the show is about Fat Tuesday. Why am I saying Fat Tuesday? Because tomorrow's Mardi Gras, Dana, when this episode drops. And why does that have to do with anything? And the last thing you sang, Weird Al? Mm-hmm. The last time I went to a Mardi Gras celebration and went to one of the many parades, they have like Bacchus and Demi and they're all named after gods. Uh, Roman gods, I think, not Greek. Okay. Hello. I think Bacchus was Roman. <laughs> you go to these parades, like different parts of New Orleans, 
uh, even Metairie, which is a city outside New Orleans, they have their themed parade and it's this whole to do. Yeah. The last year I went, because we went every year, because my roommate of many years was from New Orleans. I'm so jealous. I've never been. Weird, you would die. Weird Al was the grand marshal of the Shut parade. Up. No, literally, like that's we just were joy. Freaking, he was amazing. That's he was literally amazing. just like joy walking through the streets. I know. You guys, let's have bacchanal tomorrow. Let's all be alone <sighs> in our bathrooms and show ourselves our titties and have a drink. Eating king cake. I don't even know what king cake is. Uh, you would love it. I really. Don't okay. Do you know? Have you ever tried the Kringle, the Danish Kringle? I know no. you'd love it. Okay, it's like a pastry. It's a long oval Sold. ring. Sold. Yeah. You, all you have to do is say pastry. <laughs> I'm telling. For a fact, I know you'd love it. It's yeah. like a flaky, big oval ring. They sell them at Trader Joe's. They're mm. I mean, from the place. And pardon my pronunciation, Racine, Wisconsin. And it's got this little Viking on it. It's so cute. Anyways, the Kringle. I got to bring you a Kringle. Okay. Okay. Best flavor is almond, by the way. I'll just let that be said. Okay. Anyways, a king cake is similar to a Kringle. It's like more of a bread, actually, than a pastry. I don't know. Okay. It's a combination of the two. It's also a long, kind of semi-braided, big oval ring covered with that yummy, like, confectioner sugar icing, not like a yeah. buttercream icing. The confectioner sugar icing, and then it has green, yellow, and purple edible sugar on top. Oh. It's so good. Like, you can't, if you say you don't like a king cake, you've never tried it or you're lying. Okay? Okay. They put a plastic baby doll in there, so beware, don't choke. Oh, wait. I've heard about that. Isn't that, like, lucky if you find yes. the baby doll? If yeah, you yeah, got yeah, the yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. that means you're the king. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that fairy tale. <laughs> God, I didn't realize it's already Mardi Gras tomorrow. Oh, I know. You would. Uh, well, guess what? I'm here. I'm like, you would love New Orleans. How I think could I, I would. say that? How could I say that when you're apparently allergic to Cajun? And that's. I do. It makes about me About all of the gots there. And no, they, seafood. You also hate seafood. I hate seafood, but you know what I like? Hmm. Alcohol and beads. Okay. Then you know what? <laughs> we can set you up at a table at Pat O'Brien's and just have nonstop, like a buffet, all you can drink of their famous frozen hurricane. And you can just watch everybody on Bourbon Street. Love it. I want to do that. I want to go to Haunted Old Estates. Yes. And I want to see some voodoo. That's Actually, what I want. You, Dana Powell, as a lover of history and, dare I say, the macabre. Indeed. Um, you would freak over the architectural tours and the, oh, I think I would. the cemetery yeah. tours. My oh, friend's grandfather used to lead one in an area like. The tombs are so elaborate and amazing because, y'all, it's a swamp, so mm -hmm. people are not buried underground. Whether no, they're you... in, like, mausoleums and yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Or there's, like, family plots, and it's a cement, you know, a tomb. I love it. not the right word, but it's wonderful. And the music, I mean, come on. What? You just walk down the street, and a dude's, like, playing the spoons and a harmonica, oh, and then a guy comes out with a trumpet. And his name's Harry Connick Jr. And he and I get married. Of course, I know. Um, no, I would love the music. I, I want to see weirdos. And I hear there's a lot of weirdos. Yeah. It's all I want. Yeah. You know what? Especially since we're kind of past the I want to party and I don't care what happens. Yeah. I would say not to go on Mardi Gras uh -huh. ever as an adult, but to go during the jazz festival, which oh, is. Oh, that sounds heavenly. Oh, my God. I went one year and. 
believe it or not, the two headliners, no, they're not jazz groups, were the Allman Brothers and Fish. What? Yep. And Branford Marsalis was also one of the big acts. The Neville Brothers were there. I mean. Oh, my God. I'll be honest. Branford Marsalis, so talented. Mm -hmm. Like, I know he got that, like, Tonight Show, Jay Leno reputation, but that dude is genius. I know. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I would love that so much. I do hear that. I'm sure Mardi Gras, I, I'm too old for that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I just think but, you'd be like, okay, over it. Over it. Yeah. But everything else I think I would love. Right. Well, also, when you, the best part is watching the parades, right? Because they're so elaborate. This is not like some little, oh, this is cute. Yeah. This is insane people spend like all year preparing sure. for their floats and it's like a big deal and there's all different reasons and ways that you get on the float and who it's called a crew so each float is like the crew or is it the crew of endemian of the whole parade i don't know i'm gonna stop talking my mumbo jumbo with lingo <laughs> that i don't know <laughs> But man, I would kill, kill to be in New Orleans sometime soon. And we do have a place called the Little Jewel of New Orleans in downtown L.A. I know you don't like Cajun oh, really? food, but well, they make them beignets, even... those Cafe uh, Dupont beignets. I do like a beignet. I will say, it's not that I don't like Cajun food. It makes me vomit. No, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, sometimes you just have to take the good with the bad, Dana. Well, I'm not sure. When you're like <laughs> hawking, hawking your stomach out your throat, you oh feel like, mm, maybe I should eat this again. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the, the fact of the matter is, I wouldn't say that my palate is huge. You know what? I ran into uh, a very dear friend of yours. And we both concurred. We laughed. I don't even remember what the item was that I was telling her to get. And I said, I'm sure Dana would love it. And she goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You and Kate Pennington stood in Trader Joe's and talked about what kind of food I would or would not eat. Good for you, girls. (laughs) Because I said to her, I think, why do I feel like it it was something that had avocado? I'm like, I seriously, this is sick. I'm like, I forget that she's allergic to it. And that's not okay. You recommended something to me. And then you were like, and then you cook it in avocado oil. And I texted you, why are you trying to murder me? (laughs) I know. Awful. So sorry. Well, it's probably a good thing that I realize I didn't ask you how your week was and you didn't oh, ask no. me. However, I feel like this is a good transition point. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, if talking, you, what? <laughs> I was going to say, if you guys would like to write in to tell us yeah. what we should and shouldn't do or be talking about or any other advice, trials, and tribulations, please find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can email us at the Rants and Rave podcast at gmail.com or through our contact button on www.therantsandravespodcast.com. That's right. Do it. It's good Thank for the you. soul. Indeed. The reason I thought maybe we should just go ahead and transition into rants is oh, because yeah. I would say that it's probably a good thing that my palate is not huge because another one of my star qualities is the fact that I cannot cook. <laughs> <laughs> so if you follow me on social media, you would have seen my big hit. Is that what we call it on Instagram now? Um, when, when people are like, you a fool, like lots of people are thinking <laughs> you're a fool. That's a hit, right? <laughs> I need everyone listening to this 
to write in to them, find out who the hell is in charge of that show. I need you to find them on social media and we need to start a campaign here and now. Dana Powell needs to be on a celebrity edition of Netflix's famed show, Nailed It! (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. It was Valentine's Day yesterday Mm -hmm. and I decided this year... You know, I'm famous. Famously, I've been open and honest about how I don't buy Dan Tipton gifts because he doesn't use any of them and it makes me angry and we fight. (laughs) The only time I really get him like presents is if Mm -hmm. I've if he wants something specific or it's food. I feel like I can't you can't lose with food. Right. Mm -hmm. So I decided and planned it, which is very not Dana. Like I ordered the cookie cutters a month ago. Because I was afraid they weren't going to get here in time. You were right? really preparing. I was on top of it, I thought. So <laughs> I got this great idea that Henry and I were going to make these little tiny cookies with cutouts that hang mm-hmm. on your coffee mug, right? So they have a little a little triangular cutout, and that way you can put the cookie on your coffee mug and dip mm-hmm. it in your coffee, which I think is disgusting, but the man in my life loves to do it. So so does Alan. He does it with everything, and it drives me nuts. It's real gross. I don't know why you'd want to put a perfectly good cookie inside of a nasty cup of black coffee by the way Mm-mm. yeah it's like forced torture that he thinks makes him a man in my opinion he says he enjoys it <laughs> oh my god he says he likes it i should be quiet because he's literally in the other room <laughs> usually he's not home when we record <laughs> can you picture him walking in and he's behind you going like this you have I'm no sh- idea anyway so <laughs> Also, he can only hear my half of the conversation. He can't hear everything you're saying. So my earbuds in. Okay. So anyway, I'm such an angel that I like made this plan so long ago. Ordered all the ingredients early. Made sure they got delivered three days before because I wanted to cook them while he was not home. So it would be a surprise, right? Ordered. Now here's where the story gets wonky because on my social media, people were like, "You should have bought pre-made dough." Well, I'm here to tell you. I did. (laughs) (laughs) When you told me that, I literally fell out of my chair. I'm like, uncle, I'm done. Oh my God. Send in the clowns. I'm a wheezy old monster right now. See, here's the thing. So I bought the pre-made dough and I was like, yeah, I'll just smush it and cut out the cookies. Mm -hmm. Bing, bang, boom. What a wonderful Valentine wife. So (laughs) so I get the dough out. It's Pillsbury. I mean, it's tested and and tried and tested. I thought that was foolproof. Me too. Here's the problem. If you want to make cutout cookies, apparently everybody knows this. You have to have flour and you put the the dough in the flour and you roll it out. I don't have a rolling pin. That's like a comedy prop for old timey curler ladies who uses that for real. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you have to put the powder on and then you cut it so that the dough holds its shape. Okay, wait a minute. That's science. That's not cooking. Also, am I crazy? Because first of all, I'm not much of a baker, okay? And if I am, I literally go so far as to buy the pre-cut chunks of Toll House cookie dough that you literally just have to place plop. on a pan. You plop, which is why I thought it would be fine. Correct. So what are you supposed to do with this? Was it sugar cookie? Is it a log <laughs> and you're supposed to cut it in perfect rounds? Correct. And then you don't have to do anything. But Mm. it did say on the package, if you want to make cut cookies, get flour and roll it out. And I was like, hey, whose side are you on? I don't like (laughs) your face. (laughs) (laughs) I 
I can see you, Jessica. <laughs> By the way, I would never have read the directions either. So I really do feel you. Okay. Well, and I'm notorious. Like people are like, you're, you're so creative. You're always trying things and doing things. I'm like, yeah, because I take shortcuts and don't read directions. That's all it is. I just want instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm very proud of myself. I didn't eat the dough before I even cooked it. Okay, so if you want regular round cookies, you can just slice them and lay them oh on God, the thing. But if you want to make cutout shapes, you have to do that. Well, also, when the dough starts getting warm from your hands, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just starts kind of going blah, 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 everywhere, right? Uh, and it also sticks inside of your cookie cutter. So you have to take a chupa lollipop. And the, use stick. the stick. The <laughs> stick. And then you put it in the oven and your child is so amazed because you never cook that he sits on the floor in front of the oven to watch them cook. <laughs> it was like a movie. You sent me a picture. It was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> and then he goes, look, mommy, they're moving. And you're like, what? I and you look. They're moving. You look inside and it's just one full cookie tray of dough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a faint hint at shapes. Oh my god. No more cutout to hang on the to hang on the coffee. Yeah. Mm -mm. So I'm like, oh well, they still taste good. So I tried like cutting out after they were cooked, cutting out the shapes, but then they crumbled everywhere and it was wow. hard to get the shape. I had one star that turned out perfect with the little cutout. That was it. And then the rest of them I we decorated. And then Henry was like, I'm done. Because believe it <laughs> or not, it's hard. You gotta have some hand muscles to get that icing out of that pouch you gotta squeeze <laughs> it's impossible so on the rest of them i just labeled what they were i wrote in icing bird star <laughs> now it makes sense oh my god because you couldn't tell what the shapes were so <laughs> Dan Tipton was working late, and God. Henry asked if he could stay up and wait for him so he could give him a surprise. God, so he He's like, wow, right? But they do taste good. And I decided I wanted one, but it was kind of late. And like, I'm getting old where sugar bothers me late at night. <laughs> <laughs> so I just eat bread instead. Oh, <laughs> we don't want that's another rant for itself. Anyway, so I just, but I wanted to taste one. So I took the little star one and, and I popped it in my mouth. It was little and easy and dented and goes, yeah. What are you doing? That's the only one that would have actually hung on my coffee cup. We started laughing so hard. They were so bad. And I ate the only one that would have worked. I can't. Can you please tell our readers and listeners? Yes. Can you please tell our listeners what Dan said when he saw the cookies exactly? Because that, to me, was the embodiment of a gentleman, but who is also hilarious. Wait, what did he say? I forgot. I he said, wow, are those edible? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. You're right. That is exactly what he said. Oh, my God. And I snapped back, yes. The dough is good. You know what? You always say you can't draw and you can't. And it's all baloney business. It's impossible. You're very talented with the pen, with the paintbrush, all of it. I am not. That. I'm creative, but not in with that fine motor skill detail work. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think in the future, I know it's not going to be as fun. You yeah. just cut them rounds and then cut out a little divot and that's it. Oh. Fuck the design. Okay. 
just no, but like how fun would it be to have a little teapot hanging from your coffee cup? Even though I'm never gonna dip that cookie in my coffee. And Dan Tipton, it could be shaped like a turd and he'd probably still eat it. Like boys don't care. Wait, now I'm feel even more sad. So the one that said birds, you had all these different shaped cookie cutters. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I thought they a were teapot? all gonna be ginge man because no. I lost my mind because you wrote ginge man on yes. one of them and i'm like i i don't I didn't know have room for gingerbread <laughs> <laughs> and also my my i or my n ran into my g and so a friend of mine sent me a message on instagram and said i think they look delicious i would love to try the one labeled gurgle <laughs> sad about it it's our friend greg harrison he's a legit for real retired rocket scientist and he made oh, fun of me my <laughs> god i would love him to send you like a thousand page report on like the scientific properties of flour and what it does to a baked good i know oh, listen if you're gonna say that on the package you have to tell people this is science this is not something you can skip okay <laughs> this, is, this is not a choice no so but my i also have another friend Lindsay, who she makes those beautiful delicious macaroons yeah. like she sells yes. them okay she said and this is a tip for those of you who might ever cook again which is probably not me she <laughs> <laughs> when you have dough like that, whether you made it or if you're using pre-made dough or whatever, if you want to make cutout cookies, yes, you probably need flour. But she also said to freeze the dough after you cut it and it make it hard so oh. that when you put it in the oven, because when you put it in the oven, that dough just goes <laughs> and runs everywhere, right? So you have a cookie sheet full of dough. <laughs> but she said that helps hold its shape. So there's a cooking tip from me to you, hmm. from Lindsay to you. Uh, <laughs> so, But the cookies were yummy. Just they're definitely not going on a coffee mug. And now the sad thing is I'm mad at those cookie cutters. Like of I want to give I want to give them away. No, <laughs> it's not their fault. A little later in the year, or you know what, since you have a bird and some other things, you could turn them into make a little Easter tree. I can give you a little tip on how to turn cookie cutters into Christmas ornaments. It's something I did during A's and C's one year at camp. I hate that. I hate <laughs> What is wrong with you? Arts it's so and easy. Crafts. Arts and crafts, A's and C's. <laughs> we love our briefs. <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious i'm gonna teach you it is the easiest thing ever it requires any patterned paper or solid but kind of boring let's be honest mm -hmm. patterned paper of your choice mod podge that's it hmm. i mean then ribbon and i also added a little jingle bell to them just for some added flair <laughs> wow fancy <laughs> no it's seriously so easy well yeah. i just was mad that for once i really tried to be thoughtful yes. and like do something nice now my son had a blast he yep. was very proud and very happy mm -hmm. so i guess maybe that's enough we had a totally. good time making them together yes. I giggled a lot. He didn't know why. <laughs> I think it's um, hilarious. I could not wait for Dan Tipton to come home and see <laughs> I laughed so hard. Anyway, there's a video of it on my Instagram explaining. Oh, it's so good. The day I ruined Valentine's pre-day. <laughs> you know, I, I have other good qualities. You have a lot of great qualities. What is okay. Alan, some, I know that he got you that cute little Disney makeup set. Oh, Mary dear God. Aww. Okay. 
So I don't remember, but really quick, did I ever tell you about this? I feel like you know about it. In Burbank, there is, you know, that whole drag of Magnolia, yeah, Magnolia. Boulevard has so many amazing vintage clothing stores, yes. but we're talking like 50s and 60s, right? Sure. Not a t-shirt that's from the 90s that somebody's charging $85 for. No, 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 no. Anyways, it's a plethora of amazing, non-corporate, very small mom and pop owned you and I love the coffee shops near there, yes. the vintage clothing, blah, blah, blah. Besame Cosmetics, B-E-S-A-M-E. Uh-huh. I don't fully know the correlation, but I did ask. The woman is connected to Disney somehow. Now, it's not like now, a Disney store. Is that on the corner across from Romancing the Bean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've walked past there several times and never gone in. It's beautiful. You gotta. I know, but it, sometimes I look at stores like that and I get pretty woman syndrome, not because I'm pretty. <sighs> But because I'm poor and I'm afraid they're going to be like, you need an appointment and have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. And I literally went in and just bought a lipstick and it was lovely. And the woman that worked there is so cool and was like all in her glory. Rockabilly. She Um, asked you on a date. (laughs) No. Not at all. But they have these. Their makeup line is inspired by... Literally, makeup of yesteryear, if you will. They do a lot of matte lipsticks, which were much more common back in the day. She's taken, they have like cake eyeliner and even mascara, which comes in a little compact and you add water. I mean, it's very old school. So they have gorgeous cosmetics. The woman did not try to upsell me. I find that hard to believe. I promise you she did not. It was really nice. She wasn't like, oh, do you want to make up? None of that. Willing to answer all of my questions. So anyways, they have their regular makeup line, but they also always have one big feature going on in there, which is based on something from Disney. Uh So I got the lipstick from the Sleeping Beauty collection a while ago. You know how the fairies do that? Make it blue, make it pink. They keep changing her dress. Well, the Mm -hmm. lipstick's blue and then you put it it on and it turns pink. Yeah. I have some lipsticks like that. They're so fun. It's great. So back to Mary Poppins. Alan bought me their new collection as they have the Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. set and they have the Mrs. Banks set. Oh. Uh, The Mrs. Banks set is a nail polish, a lipstick, and it comes with postcards of Bert's chalk drawings. Are you kidding me? It's cute. So cute. Also, this is not like for a kid. This is like grown up stuff. And no, I'm not like a Disney mania. I I love Disney. I love going to Disneyland, but I don't like have Disney collectibles or anything like that. This makeup, I'm obsessed. And he gave me the Mary Poppins one. It came in this gorgeous satin-lined box. It says practically perfect in every way. And it had a powder compact with a mirror that has Mary like flying off into the sky. A rouge, which mm-hmm. I don't really, I can't wait to use my gel rouge. Ooh. And then a lovely lipstick. And they're all black with this tiny little um, pattern of a couple of daisies. Kind of similar to like Mary's carpet bag. Anyways, so cute. Such a delight. And actually three pieces of makeup that I will use blush lipstick and powder not like some eyeshadow kit I don't wear eyeshadow they did a sleeping beauty eyeshadow kit that was insane but I'm like I'm not getting that I don't wear eyeshadow Mm -hmm. so cute. anyway you gotta check it out it's real cute all right you guys so my rant is gonna be short and not so sweet it's gonna be kind of a combination of two things that happened this week and I'm just gonna turn it into this I'm absolutely and completely over people who do not have enough respect 
for others to pay attention in general about their okay. spatially like yeah 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 again even before the pandemic pay attention to your surroundings but now that we're in where we are please pay attention please don't encroach on people's spaces yeah. please don't i'm sorry the first part of this rant is my experience checking out recently at target we don't do that we're gonna grab the bar and put it right against the last item of your product that you're getting and i'm gonna start shoving the stuff from my cart and be raw all up in you Okay. No, 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 no. All of these stores have it. Every grocery, at least the, I mean, I've gone to shop at three places, CVS, Target, and grocery, okay? Uh -huh. To go in and get necessities. That's it. Yeah. They're all clearly marked. We've discussed this ad nauseum, but the other day I'm checking out and these two really loud, obnoxious teenagers came up and I already got annoyed. I'm like, oh no, please tell me they're not starting to put stuff on the conveyor belt and they did and they were laughing and joking around and yes i'm not trying to be a prude but like i know they're kids but it's like you're old enough they were older teens right. they were shoving each other and getting loud and it wasn't cool like no. i wouldn't be cool witnessing that if they weren't right in my space anyways the point is they kept doing it and i was like sitting there seething and i thought don't say anything don't say anything and then i thought why aren't i saying anything and then one of them bumped into me no let me tell you something the kraken was unleashed yeah okay <laughs> yeah and i literally dana i think i channeled you because i said one of your favorite words i said hi <laughs> And if you saw the way they looked at me, because by the way, the girl checking me out was younger than they were, it looked like. And she just had her mouth open and was just staring at them doing nothing. Yeah. When I'm sorry, but yes, you have to say, excuse me, can you stand back there? Anyways, I said, hi. They looked at me and I said, get back, get back behind the barricade. Well, there is no barricade. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know what else to say. And by the way, they were speaking in russian and then they immediately stop and then in perfect english the guy goes okay we can back up oh good so to their credit as annoyed yeah. as i was i really thought "Ooh, i just unleashed the beast this is not going to be good they're going to tell me f you yeah, or get yeah, in my yeah, face yeah, yeah. or god knows what and they didn't so that's actually surprising right yeah, I, I got into a verbal altercation when I was pregnant with some young oh, girls like no, that, no, 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 no. where I ended up like just mouthing loud enough for them to hear me things like, one day you're going to get pregnant if you're lucky and you will get fat and it will destroy you because you're not used to hardship. Like I said, really evil things. <laughs> oh my God. But in my defense, I was super pregnant and puking everywhere. Like, literally, I think I had just puked. But anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, I had some adults that just got too close to me when I was picking up some food. And I did the same thing. I it's go, not okay. I go, hey, 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 hey. Like I do at my dog when she's getting ready to do something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we all know every day we hear it all day long. Six feet away. Six feet away. Don't you be close enough that your clothes no. can swipe me. Because Correct. that's not enough for me. That's not a year in. We are a year in. There is yeah. no excuse. None. Not for anyone. I don't care where you are, where you live, what age you are. Nada. Nothing. Yeah. Not okay. Well, and you know, I already have very low tolerance for teenage wackadoos. Uh-huh. Like, I Same. don't know how many times in stores I've mimicked them and been like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm real cool. <laughs> Look how funny I am. Like, that's why, <laughs> that's why Dan doesn't like to go to the store with me. <laughs> I'm 
crying. I have no shame, and I don't care what they come back with because I know later they will think about it, and that's all that matters to me. (laughs) I cannot. Well, guess what? I like to think that generally speaking, I'm a good human and I want goodness for people. Yes. But my underbelly, because I think I try to operate from a place of goodness on yes. on a large, as large level as I am capable of. Yes. The underbelly of that is very nasty. Yes. Like I definitely have a demon inside that sometimes is released, especially around wackadoo teenagers. <laughs> So do I. I'm telling you, it's like everything can be fine. And then I go from zero to a hundred in less than half a second. And most of the time it's about volume. I cannot stand teenage cackling yep, and yep. the the girls doing the cackling. That's too much and not genuine. And the guys doing the... <laughs> it's all so offensive to my ear my god that i can't handle i need to know how you feel about this because the second part of my rave happened right before we recorded it's a rant but oh yeah (laughs) sorry this is not a rave not a rave (laughs) oh boy so i just dropped my husband off at work He works very close to our house now. And because I am not currently working, I'm like, I'll take you to work, right? It's it's nice. I can take him to work every day. So anyways, I go to drop him off. And where I'm turning into where he works is a pretty busy intersection, right? Oh, it's a nightmare. That's speaking of it kindly. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to turn in and I have the right of way. I have a green turn arrow. And there is a woman, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. She is looking down on her phone and walking across the street. It is, I even looked up because I went, oh, a few things happened. A, I slammed on my brakes. So did the car behind me who then blared on their horn. Yes. They blared on their horn, not me. Yeah. So they were pissed at me. They almost caused an accident for us. The horn is what got her to look up. And she looked at me. I think she thought I blared the horn regardless. Right. I was so caught off guard. I looked to make sure, yep, her light is red and mine is green because I thought I was crazy. And so instead of yelling or honking my horn at her again, she just stopped and looked at me, glaring at me. And I just went, you know, like I put my hands up like, lady, that that was my way of telepathically telling her you didn't do anything. What are you doing? I didn't yeah. say anything. I didn't flick her off. I didn't honk. I went like this. And she goes, okay, you bitch. Wow. Okay. Let me tell you the restraint that it took. I am not this person. So please don't misconstrue that I almost put my car in park and got out. And got of the out. I, 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 when you said that in my mind, I was like, oh, I would have been out. Like it just <laughs> made my blood pressure go up right now talking about it. Yeah. It was so incredibly rude and so unnecessary she was at fault nobody else a hundred percent and guess what if i have ever been the cause of something from me not paying attention do you know what i do i I cower like a mouse sorry i'm so sorry yeah i put my shoulders up over my ears and i go sorry i know as i I wave and scurry off yeah i do too how dare you so guess what I'm sorry, but my husband never, like, never raises his voice. It takes so much for him to get incensed. And I I talked about this a long time ago, I think, on the show, when he raised his voice because somebody put whipped cream on my drink when I didn't ask for it, and it just set him off. (laughs) (laughs) At a Starbucks once. But seriously, you know my husband. He's so affable, so friendly. He's just not 
a shit disturber. He doesn't get angry at all. He rolled down the window because we had to keep going. And he goes, get off your phone. Yeah. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times. Yeah. I can't tell you during this pandemic, I don't even go anywhere. And I would say the largest portion of the time I get on the freeway, at some point, there's a car going so slow that car after car after car is getting in front of them. And you're like, what is happening? Uh And I drive past and they're straight up staring at their phone. Uh And that's why they're going 30 miles an hour on a freeway where I believe the minimum is 55. Uh Uh-huh. And they are flat, just straight staring at their phone down. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? It is, there's nothing going on that's so important. You have to look at it right then. And if it is, then you need to be on your way to a hospital because that's, that's the level of urgency there needs to be for you. Otherwise, don't look at your dang phone while you're on a freeway. Right. And if you're if you're a pedestrian and you're gonna cross a crosswalk or whatever, don't you ever trust that a car is right. So even if her light was green for her, she should have been paying attention. Yes. I'm sorry, but your body is out there without the frame of a car. Hundred You need to have you need to have some responsibility for yourself. And sure as heck, don't be just walking when you feel like it right. across the street looking at a phone instead of paying attention to what you're doing. Do you know that in West Hollywood they had so many pedestrians? getting hit for that at one point they had to start making psas like the municipal government gave people money to make psas Mm -hmm. about not being on your phone while you're walking through a crosswalk because people were getting hit it's not okay and also in the case like today and a lot of the times if the driver is lucky enough to notice that someone is doing that and not paying attention, she almost caused myself and at least one other car an accident. Absolutely. Yes. Or somebody swerves to get out of the way. Now you hit something else or someone else. I hate it too when people get mad at you for something you haven't done. Like they're in the wrong to begin with. And then the person behind you honks and she calls you a bitch. First Uh of all, you could have gone up to her ear hole and went, (laughs) and would have still been in the right. Okay. But you didn't. No. It doesn't matter what you did, whether you screamed at her or not. You had the right to. She didn't have the right to call you a name or be rude to you when she did wrong. That's what makes me the ego on people. When they're like, I know I messed up. Fuck you. Yes. Like, you've got, is this a joke? I know. What is wrong with you? (laughs) How on earth are you going to be like, well, I messed up. You're such a dick. That's what I think what made me the, well, it was just that and her choice of words. I'm like, wow. I literally shrugged my shoulders at you and and you called me a bitch. It was just. I had a car pulling out of um, Henry's taco, you know, the old Henry's taco stand and it's now like cactus something or whatever. And I was at the stoplight trying to go through, pulled up to the stoplight, nobody there, whatever, just sitting there. And then I know it's getting ready to turn green. So I start to kind of inch forward just a Mm -hmm. little bit, but not my foot's not even off the rank. I hear somebody honk. I look to the side of me. Sorry, Prius drivers. I know you're trying to help the world, but you're all jerks. Sorry. You drive too slow and then you get mad because you think you're better than everybody else because you have a hybrid. I've owned a hybrid. We're all good. Okay. (laughs) So he honked at me, gives me a dirty look, throws his hands in the air and does like a weave with his hand. Like, why didn't I let him out to turn left across three lanes of traffic? Uh Uh-uh. 
And I looked at him and I go, I actually said, I happen to be in a good mood. And I actually put my hands together and went, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you and pointed at my eyes and pointed at him and went, sorry. Right. Hands up in the air. Like you said, Uh he throws his hands up like I had just murdered his favorite goat. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And then I got mad and I go. I threw my hands up mimicking him and I said, I said, sorry, I didn't see you. Instant anger. I was having a great day. I didn't do anything wrong. Don't you be mean to me. That's how I felt. If you got time to stop at Cactus Taco in the middle of the day, you ain't in a hurry because that's a little Peter Triangle parking lot that's going to be hard to get into and out of. Look at my hair. I've got into such a fury over this. I'm so angry for you. I wish I had been out in the car with you because I would have flew out the window, crawled over your car, and slapped her hand out of her hands. Uh... Slapped that phone out of her hands. And and I would have said, and I hope it broke, and walked away, but put my hands up like I was wearing a cape and considered myself a hero. <sighs> I don't think I've ever needed a cleansing breath more than I do now. <laughs> I need it too. <laughs> All right. So basically, listen, we know there are bigger problems in the world, everybody, but sometimes we just need to vent about people yes. who are worse than us. Yes. And- <laughs> Sure. We're just looking for some normalcy and we want to get our frustrations out. That's all. Yes, we do. So here on the Rants and Raves podcast, you guys honestly send us the things that bug you because I'll invest. Mm -hmm. I'll get mad for you. I'll rant it out and I'll say what you should have done. And you can be like, oh, Dana, you're a worse person than me. I did just fine. It's going to make your life better. I promise. So we're going to take a deep breath in. We're going to blow out all this fury. And fill up with some goodness. (laughs) Then we're all going to put on our superhero capes and pat ourselves on the back. Okay. (laughs) Take a deep breath in. And. uh, Don't cross the street on your phone. (laughs) Our outline seems to say that there's a correction corner for Dana that Jessica will play. Mm -hmm. Well, so whatever this is, they better hope that my cleansing breath really took care of some stuff because, boy, I was about ready to grow some fangs. So if you are not up to speed, then you're going to be like, huh? But last week we had a whole debate about turmeric with the DIY facial mask. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Dana said that paprika was useless and had no flavor and was just there for color on deviled egg. Well, somebody uh-huh. recorded a message and sent it in. Good evening, ladies. Long oh, I know. First time caller. And my name uh, sounds like Helen. Mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. to uh, answer the query of one Ms. Dana Powell. Mm-hmm. What does paprika taste like? Nothing. Well, first of all, there are three main categories of paprika. There's paprika, man, uh, which is kind of bitter, a little bit of a cayenne flavor, but no heat. I mean, a slight heat, more of an irritation than a heat. Then you have sweet paprika, which, um, again, slight variety uh, difference in, 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 in the pepper itself, a bit of sweetness. Then you have my personal favorite. There is the smoked paprika, which again has that nice sort of bitter cayenne flavor, but followed by nice mellow smokiness. I like to put that in chilies, 
whenever I have anything with, uh, you know, uh, chorizo, I like to throw that in there too. Um, any sort of barbecue rub or barbecue sauce, whenever you want that sort of a, like a, a little bit of a dose of smoke, get yourself mm-hmm. some of that smoked paprika, can't go wrong. Um, the other thing I like to say too is uh, turmeric. First of all, not pronounced turmeric, not even pronounced turmeric. No. It's actually pronounced turmeric. Okay. There's an R after the U, turmeric. It's it's um, part of the ginger family, and in itself is a bit of a bitter flavor, but can have some sweetness to it depending on how it's cooked. It has great medicinal properties. Um, I believe Jessica had said that it fights off inflammation, which is true. It can also lower blood sugar and blood pressure. It is part of the Ayurvedic system of uh, medicine based on spices and herbs. It's fantastic for you. It's great and tastes delicious when cooked properly. Now, here's the thing, though. As I was saying, it's part of the ginger family. Do not get turmeric confused with saffron. A lot of people think they come from the same plant. They oh, no, not. I would not. You do not. Saffron is actually part of the lily family. However, some rather, let I say, nefarious individuals, when they make saffron powder, will actually put some turmeric in it as well because of the similar color. However, the flavors are completely different. Two totally different plants. As a matter of fact, when you're buying saffron, you should only ever buy them in small little tendrils. Very expensive. Most expensive spice in the world. However, delicious. And again, has its own medicinal property as well. Mm-hmm. But to reiterate, paprika, three kinds, bitter, sweet, and smoky, turmeric, delicious, Put it in everything you have. I hope this helps. Good day. Good day. Good day. Uh, Jessica, I have a feeling you're familiar with this Hallen in a marital way. Uh, Was he wearing a smoking jacket? And did he have a pipe as he recorded this? (laughs) He maybe did. He was listening to it when he was doing his woodworking when he looks like uh, Tom Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Man Day. He wears this sawdust mask and he looks like bane he does yeah but, it's safe. <laughs> but that's alan this Helen has an adorable imagination i love how he imagines imagines three levels of paprika <laughs> three flavors of paprika also was the ginger common uh personal <laughs> I love that he is more of a nerd. (laughs) I was going to be nicer than that. (laughs) You two and your food stuffs. Trust me, if he given the platform, he could have been like, well, the history of saffron came about during the Silk Road. I mean, he would I'll tell you what. I'll be honest with you. I would listen to a podcast of historical food, like foods from different mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. Like, I would listen to that. That is fascinating. Uh, I might think that it's imaginary. <laughs> that, pa- that paprika has three different days. And I will oh, never God. say, I will promise you, it will not be possible in my brain for me to ever say turmermermic. <laughs> <laughs> he even said it conversationally. Or turmermermic. I love that he did that. He's uh, like, no, no, no. No, no. Dana is very misguided. <laughs> That's amazing. I just have, like, I imagined books behind him in, oh, yeah. a, in a very, like, burgundy and cherry wood room. <laughs> With a banker's lamp nearby. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you, Helen. Should we tell people? I mean, people know that's your husband, Alan, right? I... <laughs> that 
I'm not just attacking a stranger. Hilarious. They're like, Dana really has lost it. She wants to jump out of cars. <laughs> and then people record messages for her. And she's like, okay. Oh, my oh, Lord. Okay, okay. Well, I'm first up in corners, right? Yes. Okay. So I have a, she blinded me with science corner. <laughs> God, I love that. Okay. I, I really felt the need to sing. <laughs> Why not? I, I was I was waiting for you to sing it so in the like the aftermath I can go science. <laughs> uh, remember when music was educational? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is engineer produces bricks of recycled plastic stronger than concrete. I mean, how is that even possible? We're right? going to find out. We're going to find out, guys. This is from mymodernmet.com, written by Madeline Muzdakis. Yeah, this website's fascinating, by the way. Yep, anyway, anyway, so here we go. It's no secret that recycling plastic is good for the earth. When not recycled, single-use plastics clog landfills and litter city streets. And they hurt our oceans and our animals. Anyway, okay, this is a problem across the world. And young Kenyan materials engineer Zombie Mati, I hope I pronounced that right, grew increasingly frustrated at the waste accumulating in her hometown of Nairobi. She decided to invent her own innovative solution to help promote the circular use of plastic. She founded Genji Makers. Is that right? Um, it seems so. It Just so you guys know, it's G as in grass, J as in jump, E-N-G-E, Genji, I think. A business which transforms plastics into sustainable, extremely durable construction materials using machines designed by Matty herself. Their colorful bricks are stronger than concrete and swiftly gaining global attention, including from the United Nations. Frustrated with the slow municipal response to the problem of plastic waste, Matty told Reuters, I was tired of being on the sidelines. With her background in material sciences, the young entrepreneur designed a system which converts high-density polyethylene plastics into solid bricks. I don't even know how that's possible. She founded Gingy Makers in Nairobi to put this process into action. The company acquires plastics in need of upcycling from factories and recyclers. Matty explains, there is that waste they cannot process anymore. They cannot recycle. That is what we get. Rather than reaching a landfill at the end of their usefulness, the plastics are shredded and combined with sand. Under high heat and compression, the new material is formed into colorful brick of varying size and thickness. These bricks have tested at five to seven times the strength of concrete. Can you even fathom that? It's awesome. They are ideal for building walls, paving driveways, and other construction needs. They are also affordable. They cost only $7.70 per square meter of laid brick. Anybody that's ever tried to put brick down or build a house out of brick knows how expensive that is. Mm -hmm. Since beginning production in 2017, the factory has processed 20 tons of plastic waste and production levels stand at 1,500 bricks per day. It's amazing. The young engineer was recently recognized as one of seven 2020 winners of the Young Champions of the Earth Sustainability Honor from the United Nations. Winners of the award received some seed funding, as well as the chance to get their ideas before the most powerful global decision makers. The champions, here's, here's what kills me. The champions are all under 30 years old and have already are leaders in the global fight for sustainability and circular economy. <clears throat> 
all under 30. What have I done with my life? <laughs> Let's see. Um, sustainability is not just an environmental concern for young innovators. The necessary changes can have huge economic impacts. Gingy Makers' mission includes creating job opportunities for youths and women within the sustainability and construction industries in Kenya. The future looks bright for Matty and her company. Quote, build alternatively, build affordably, build sustainably. That's Gingy Makers' motto. To learn more about this youth-led company and their beautiful bricks, check out their website and scroll down to watch the sustainability in action through a video from the United Nations. So there is, we'll put that, um, we can put a link to that, right? Yeah. To that website so that you guys can check that out. I just so think cool. it's so, so cool. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, under 30. I mean, I looked at her when I, I first looked at her. I was like, no, she looks very, very young. And then as I was reading, I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that I wasn't I wasn't earth minded I when was I was young. Hanging out at an improv theater five nights. Right. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I still think about like, I get so infuriated when I go home and it's it's not my family's fault. They don't have recycle bins. Mm -hmm. Their city does not provide recycle bins or recycling. You have to take it right. to a recycling center. Yep. The sad part is, too, though, so much of what people think is recyclable is not. Is not. I so know. her doing this by grinding it up and it, what mixing it with the sand, whatever the process is, mm -hmm. and turning it into a building material is phenomenal. Unbelievable. Because it doesn't decompose. Yeah. Or it won't for thousands of years. And I think the building will probably be remade by then, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, you had said to me a few weeks ago, I was, I don't know, struggling with sanity, maybe. That seems to be the norm for me. I don't know. Anyway, you were like, oh, you need to relax. You should watch. And I can't remember which one you told me to watch. Was it Life? One of those beautiful, like David Attenborough <sighs> yes. animal shows. And mm -hmm. I love, my entire life, I've loved animal mm -hmm. shows. I mean, I was the child that did watch Mutual of Omaha's yes. Wild America. Like <laughs> yes, loved it. But I'll tell you, in the last few years, now my son, he really likes animal mm -hmm. shows. So I do definitely see them. But in the last few years, it's gotten harder and harder for me to watch those, even though they're a picture of beauty. They're also a picture of what we as humans are doing to our planet and to our animals. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart. It really does. Like how many animals are almost extinct? <laughs> okay, guys, we've got, I think this is a new corner. It's titled, Are You Gonna Eat That Corner? It is a new corner and also <laughs> might be one of my favorites. Like, I feel like I say that at least 17 times a week. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial with the dill pickles and that cutie little girl would go, are you gonna eat your pickle? No. What? It's a classic, like, Band-Aid commercials. You gonna eat really? your pickle? I'm gonna send it to you. Oh, yes. I want to know the brand. Mm. All I remember is the Vlasic store. No. Or was that for Clausen's? I think it's Vlasic. Oh, I think it's Vlasic, but he was annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> also, are you going to eat that corner can be for grody food things, and it can also be for great Yummy. right? Mm -hmm. Like Dana's favorite all tomato with a couple of slices of onion salad. Um, tomato takes all the skin off the top of my mouth now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, pardon my pronunciations. Full disclaimer, I do not speak in the same cadence as people from Iceland, okay? Yeah. Unless I'm doing a bad impression of my beloved Bjork. I cannot what? believe you just said my beloved Bjork. <laughs> I love her. 
so much. Okay. Like so. Oh God. Oh, don't get me. That's a that's a whole corner for another time. It has to be because you know she's buckets of crazy. <laughs> I'm here for every bit of it. After right. going to her immersive a virtual reality experience a few Ooh. years ago. Oh, I'm I'm all in. Good for you. <laughs> oh. Again, you guys, this was hence the Weird Al lead into Mardi Gras. Okay. All right. Once a year, Icelandic kids receive or fashion a wooden stick with a paper decoration on one end. Oh. Already confused when I read it. Yeah. Don't know what it looks like. Gonna yeah. have to Google what the stick with a paper decoration on one end looks like. Sounds like like a homemade wand or something, right? Yeah, and not even cool like a pinwheel. Like, no. can you blow on it? Does it spin? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then they try to spank their parents with it. I'm sorry? Then they try to spank their parents with it, yelling, Bola, bola, bola! In parentheses, Wait bun, a minute. Bun, bun, bun. Okay, children, <laughs> make a stick... Uh-huh. With a paper decoration on it. Uh-huh. And try to beat their parents. Spank. Screaming about Ebola. Not Ebola. Bola, bola, bola. Which means... Bun, bun, bun. I am still completely lost. Please continue. <laughs> B-U-N, like a bun. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As they go. In return, adults reward children with shoe. I'm going to imagine it's shoe, like a petite shoe. That's French, not Icelandic, but with shoe pastries stuffed with cream and jam and topped with powdered sugar or chocolate. No, no uh, wait, wait. <laughs> they put cream and chocolate in shoes. Chew, C-H-O-U-X. What is that? I don't know. It's a type of pastry from Europe. Also, uh, I don't want jam and chocolate, but continue. <laughs> Every successful spank earns another pastry bun. At least. <laughs> <laughs> successful? Are yes. the parents trying to run? I imagine. And then if you make contact, you get another bola or bun. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep going. Every successful spank earns another pastry bun, at least, on Baludiger or Bun Day. It does. I mean, did Yoda write this article? I don't know. <laughs> at least on Baludiger or Bun Day, it does. That's my awful That's Yoda your impression. Icelandic Yoda impression? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Icelanders have observed the Monday before Ash Wednesday in various ways since the early 20th century though the religious event has since evolved into a more unique bun-crazed affair. Religious? <laughs> this is religious? <laughs> Where's Jesus in that jam and chocolate? <laughs> to honor Bola de Gur, local bakers on the island nation, which is home to fewer than 350,000 people, churn out more than one million buns. Whoa. Countless families bake the fluffy sweets at home as well. well Christian, you know, you know, I wouldn't be. <laughs> Dana, here's your answer. Okay, here's my answer. Christians around the world maintain the tradition of indulging before Lent, usually on the Tuesday before the season begins. They don't say this, but newsflash, they're talking about Mardi Gras. I mean, oh. it's Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but Fat Tuesday. Right? Okay, okay, is okay. Before Lent begins. Though Bun Day officially begins on Monday, it started, which is today. Oh. Uh, 
Icelanders often celebrate on Sunday because weekends foster more freedom for time with children and deliberately overeating pastries. The holiday has its roots in Denmark, where a similar celebration known as Festelavn. I mean, I cannot with our pronunciation. <laughs> what are the words? Festelavn revolves around cream rolls called Fast Lovensbull. Thank that you sounds... for my amazing Danish attempt. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, these... Fast and Lovensbull just sounds savory <laughs> to me. That, that doesn't sound like sweet treat holiday. Now, I think you will be pleased when you see the picture of this pastry filled with creme. Oh, my. I mean, it does filled, look good. Right? Yeah. Everybody's going to be trying to fashion a stick once they get a look at this. Okay? Yeah, no kidding. That cream inside that pastry, I'm talking three fingers deep. Yes. Like that thick. But Ooh. I thought that was so weird and funny and bizarre. I'm like spanking with a stick and then you're rewarded with a pastry. Got it. Your parents, no less. <laughs> How about like good behavior? Oh, you get a boon. Stop saying boon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wow. i sound like augustus gloop's mother from charlie and the chocolate factory oh yes <laughs> we have to figure out what chow is chow chew chew i know it, I... oh you know who probably knows who Helen. <laughs> he'll be like oh actually that was started in the germanic empire in 1352 mm -hmm. and was He's later like, adopted was by the french inspired by a blacksmith <laughs> who needed who was busy making armor for the armies but on the side needed a sweet treat <laughs> <laughs> i'm not making fun he's actually very knowledgeable i am making fun but only because only because he can take it and only because I'm jealous. Hilarious. <laughs> Whenever I take a picture or he sees me like videoing him and he's, he's like, what are you doing? Why are you recording? Like to send it to Dana. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I immediately, when you posted pictures, I was like, oh, I see it's man day. <laughs> oh, he loved it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, when he's in his Bane getup, I'm like, he can do he can do anything. I'm calling Alan when the zombie apocalypse hits. Alan. I love it. So everybody, when you listen to this, indulge in a sweet pastry treat. Yeah, it's Fat Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Get some Christian buns in your in your body. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they said Christians around the world maintain the tradition. I'm like, I've never heard of this before in my life. Not of the tradition of the boons, oh. but the tradition of indulging before Lent begins. Yeah, no, nobody ever told me that either. Oh, no. maybe it's a Catholic thing. It really is. I bet Dan Tipton knows. Yeah. Yeah. Like is Ash Wednesday? Did they ever do That's that at Catholic. your church? No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, it's Catholic. So, and is Lent purely Catholic? I grew yeah. up with mainly Catholics and I'm married to one. So non-Catholic do not, not observe Lent? Not, uh, yeah, not that I'm aware of. One more tidbit since we're on the subject of uh, encyclopedia knowledge on Lent coming from a Jew. Uh, apparently the filet fish was invented because of Lent. For so that McDonald's could still have people coming in on Friday nights to get food, but they offered the fish sandwich since I think traditionally Lent, you give up meat. Yeah, I think so. Right? On yeah. Fridays. So like, like beef, right? Beef and uh -huh. pork, maybe? Mm -hmm. I'm not a good Catholic because I'm not one. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
interesting yes you know i also um if you guys ever i i'm obsessed with buzzfeed on yes and any platform really like i just i love sure. their lists of things they tell me that i'm probably going to want even though i don't need it like totally whatever. i did deep dives so they did one on fast food employees telling oh. you things that you don't know about restaurants but mcdonald's actually had quite a few like we've all heard the one about when they tell you the shake machine's not working it's not true they just haven't cleaned it <laughs> stuff like that but one of the things they said was you know how the straws at mcdonald's are bigger Yes. Well, you shouldn't be getting straws from the plastic straws anyway, because we're trying to, you yes. know, save not turtles. Get, exactly. Um, but the reason they are bigger is because it allows more carbonation into your mouth per swallow, which uh, um, I want to say exemplifies, but that's not the right word, uh, makes the flavor more. Okay. Oh, uh, and and McDonald's has a special contract with Coca Cola. That's why you always say, "Why is the why is the you know soda so the pop so much better at McDonald's?" At least we used to say that. It's because they have a special contract with Coca Cola, and their syrup mix is sweeter. Interesting. And then they serve with the bigger straws. Like it's all, you know, they Man. talk about blowing the smell of the French fries out. It's not mm -hmm. actually like it's a it's a ploy. You know, mm -hmm. it, there's so much um magic Dang. and deception behind it. <laughs> it's like going to the Wizard of Oz or something. I mean, My kind God. Of right? Yes. Right? Craziness. Unbelievable. What Oh, what is this world doing to us? I don't know. And I fall for it every time. I'm that fish that's just like, yeah, give me more. <laughs> All right. Should we move on into our raves? Let's do it. All right. I'm up first for raves. My rave this week is Joshua's Heart. You can find their website at joshuasheart.org. Org. The Joshua Hart Foundation was founded in 2005 in Miami, Florida by Joshua when he was here you go. You're ready for this. Four and a half years old and is dedicated to the fight against global hunger and poverty. This four year, four and a half year old was like, I got to find a way to help global hunger and poverty. Yeah. And wait till you see the website, you guys. It's like, it's not just like a little cute, which I'm not knocking, small grassroots operation in town. This is like a major, this grew into a major operation. Oh, for sure. It's a 501c3, <laughs> not-for-profit, youth-run organization, which empowers needy people to improve their quality of life by providing necessities like groceries and personal items. We also effectively engage and educate young people in committing to fight hunger and poverty on a global basis. So not only are they like helping people, but they're like educating and training young people to be better human beings. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Right. You may think that hunger is a problem that only impacts Americans who are homeless or completely destitute. In reality, someone in your neighborhood, workplace, or school is likely to be impacted. According to the most recent government report, one in seven U.S. households are food insecure. <sighs> one in seven households headed by single parents. I mean, come on. For yeah. sure. Those with income near the federal poverty and Latino and African-American households are even more likely to be at risk for hunger. We know this is true because mm -hmm. how many during this pandemic, how many people, how many of us have tried to do our best to get sack lunches to children who their yep. only meals are at school? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's terrifying. 
Let's see. Hunger has a huge impact on our educational system. Children make up 24% of the U.S. population, but represent 32% of the Americans living in poverty. Oof, that hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. According to the Southern Education Foundation, during the 2012-13 school year, the majority... 51% of public school students qualified for federal free and reduced priced lunch programs. That means that they live in households with incomes low enough that they are at risk for food insecurity. Hunger is particularly dangerous for children. Not only can it stunt physical growth, it can make it far more difficult for them to learn. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How can you concentrate when you're hungry? You can't. can't. Everything's shutting down. Joshua's Heart has programs that target children and parents that can help stomp out hunger in your community. The first step to solving a problem is acknowledging that it exists. And that's absolutely true. I think we all would like to believe that that many children and and adults for that matter in our country Mm -hmm. are food insecure. Like we'd like to not believe that. It's true. It's happening. Like we have to open our eyes. The first step to solving a problem is acknowledging that it exists. That's why one of the major goals of Joshua's Heart is to increase awareness of hunger and hunger-related issues. People who are aware that hunger is a serious problem in their community and around the world are more likely to volunteer, lobby their elected officials to support initiatives that will fight hunger. Yes. And donate money to the cause. Joshua's Heart utilizes social media to reach out to young people and partners with larger organizations like Unilever. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, Unilever that helps spread awareness about hunger and other important social issues. I need to look that up. I should have done that beforehand and I didn't. Once people are aware that hunger is an issue, Joshua's Heart helps mobilize them to action. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey. We're going to make you aware that there's a problem, and then we're going to give you the skills to try and help out. Yes. Young people. They're in the future. Got so excited. Anyway, um, <laughs> you want to spend one day a month. Oh, Joshua's Heart is run by volunteers of all ages. Whether you want to spend one day a month packing bags or food for our groceries program, or you want to join our junior advisory board and lead a project in your community. Yes. Yes. Joshua's Heart has an opportunity that will allow you to be of service and help stomp out hunger. Hmm. Love it. Again, that's joshuasheart.org. And I I just love that it's targeted to the youth and educating them. I mean, $2 million in funds raised to stomp out hunger and poverty, 3 million pounds of food distributed to families in need, 200,000 toys, clothes, and toiletries donated, 60,000 youth volunteers recruited and growing. That's awesome. It's amazing. They have programs. They have um, a shop. Your support's very important to us, and we can't do the great work we do without it. All sales go towards funding our cause. So You don't have to just donate. You can buy something and even that goes towards helping. Mm -hmm. They have all these programs, partners, testimonials. You can look at all of it. They even have a blog, volunteering. I mean, all of it, guys. Joshuasheart.org. Love it. I love it. Okay. Our next rave is the Danon Project. And this is something that my dad sent to me. Which, yes, a little uh, rave from Mr. Young. This is from our cousin. It's my dad's first cousin, and they're very close. My cousin's name is Richard Young, but he goes by Dick Young in the entertainment world. He is an award-winning documentary filmmaker. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and he has literally over most of his career, first of all, traveled the world, but 
gone to the most impoverished and remote places to document and try to establish different foundations and whatnot for the people in those communities. Like I remember when I was probably a teenager or in college, he made a documentary called Legacy for a Frain. And it was something he started where it would give people in a village their own heifer, like a type of cow. Mm -hmm. And then that would literally give milk to the village or feed, oh, you know, wow. a village. So many cool projects. And again, he's somebody who really walks the walk. Okay. So like when he goes to Africa, he sleeps in a tent in the middle Ooh. of the desert, wherever no he's glamping. not like getting these luxury you know, so cool. Such an amazing guy. And he started documenting some of the elder relatives in our family many years ago. And it was a really great gift that he did that. So this is a, a foundation that he started. And there is a video I'm going to post a link to. We can't really post a video link on Instagram, but on Facebook, I'm going to link to the YouTube video and you can watch it. The Danon Project is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization providing health and development assistance to understand served people living in some of the world's poorest places, focusing on healthcare, agriculture, clean water, education, and economic development. We work with local on-the-ground partners with the ultimate goal of making impoverished communities permanently self-sustainable. Yes. So I love that too. They're not doing a temporary fix. It's not a Band-Aid. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. really trying to set these people up to have a different way of life going forward. Amazing. Our board of directors pays for all administrative and fundraising costs so that 100% of your donation goes directly to people in need. That's incredible. So because that's I'll incredible. I'll tell you, one of the things my dad and I have talked about before is like, you know, and we, you and I have talked about this, knowing that when you give money, going into some fat cat's pocket that's yeah. taken $2 million off the top before anybody ever gets help. Yep. Or yeah. just the cost of running even a nonprofit. It's like when someone pays by a credit card, that business, whether you're going to uh, Walmart or you're giving a donation to a charity, they have to pay a fee for the credit card transaction right? right? Mm -hmm. and tax and all the other stuff. So sure. they are very fortunate to have a board of directors that is willing and able to pay for these expenses so that That's again a hundred percent of the donation goes directly to the people in need we make long-term commitments to each of our project sites usually aiming to work between 15 to 20 years in each wow. location so That's yes that major that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're not like going there for a month. To take some pictures and go, look what we did. No, they're yeah. setting these people up for success. Exactly. We work closely with on-the-ground partners and experts, including local and regional government and non-government organizations. Mm -hmm. The involvement of local residents is also a critical part of our work. Community members help with construction, outreach, and or staffing. The doctors and staff at our medical facilities, for example, are always local. We check in frequently on work and progress in each location. We personally make regular visits to each of our locations to confirm good use of funds and timely progress. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization run entirely by volunteer members. Because our board of directors covers all of the administrative fundraising and overhead costs, 100% of all outside donations go to our medical care and critical community development programs. The volunteers make frequent visits to each of our project locations, 
all pay their own way and receive no reimbursement for their efforts. Our underlying philosophy is rooted in one community helping another, regardless of location, religion, race, or creed. We believe in the power of individuals being able to make a difference. We are passionate about improving the lives of people in the communities in which we work, not just today, but for the long term. So yeah, if you are so interested and inclined when we post the video, uh, you're going to hear my cousin Richard talking and it's him narrating starts out with a bunch of people that have been walking for 10 days getting out of a, a bad situation and where they are uh, with anything that they own, their few belongings on their back. Definitely check it out. He's uh, an awesome person and I just have mad respect for him for literally at least 50 years. He has been going around the world and really trying to make a difference. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that he's dedicated his life. Totally. That's wonderful. I also yes. love hearing about organizations where they're like in t in today's world, any organization that can give a hundred percent, like, holy cow, pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. That was really beautiful. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank you. Jessica. Yes, Dana. I think, I think that's our show. I think it is. And what people don't know is how gracious you are and lovely and wonderful and how I am a complete train wreck who every week we make a time to record and I inevitably say, can I have an extra 10 minutes? <laughs> and then today... We had to stop in the middle of recording because I don't understand time management and I had therapy. And that you is life. You were so kind and so patient. I don't deserve you. Uh not true. That is quarantine <laughs> life. Okay. That is the quarantine life. And I even I'm also, you guys, this is also how horrible I am. I made her a Valentine's Day gift, which, listen, <laughs> it's made with love. We all know how the cookies turned out that were made with love, so don't get too excited. I couldn't even get my butt over there. I was like, hey, I made you something. Gonna go to Wendy's. Pretty tired. <laughs> but they do have a present. Do you want to see it, or should I wait and surprise you? I mean, I feel like you have to, so I can shriek for the listeners. But if not, we can just pretend like I didn't see it. Very tiny. Or pretend that I did see it. Here's the top of it, which says, Happy Sappy Day. That's the top of it. And then here's this little thing I made for you that I don't believe you can kill. Oh my God, I'm getting a little magic terrarium. Oh God, it has a dinosaur. I love it. And this, look at the little guys inside there. They just oh. grow and grow and grow. And Dana, I love it. They're almost impossible to kill. I don't know what they're <laughs> called, but they look like fancy little teeny tiny miniature ivies and they're so cute. So cute. Thank you. I love it. You're welcome. I love I'm really it. Excited because I thought, well, you could that's you could put it on your desk or you Heck can put yeah. it outside wherever you want. And it's pretty self-contained. Yes. Like you don't really have to do anything to it. <laughs> I love it. Did you see all the layers? Like you've got your rock layer, your charcoal layer. Some yes. I put some perlite in there for you. And then a little bit of soil. It's all good. So cute. So cool. <laughs> Oh, I'm really excited. Oh, if I ever get off my butt, I'll bring you your, <laughs> your 
Um, each week we like to close out the show, or at least I do, yammering more than I already have about <laughs> things I'm enjoying or seeing. Jessica is not quite as into TikTok as I would like her to be. <laughs> uh, I definitely send her about 75 videos at a time so that when she does come on, she probably dreads it because it's a four-hour <laughs> journey. <laughs> I felt um, so bad. I don't mean to interrupt you. I felt so bad because I sent you something on TikTok and then I realized, oh, that is after me not looking at it for a week. So you were probably like, how rude. She didn't no, comment. She didn't no. like them. She, I hadn't even watched them. That I knew that in my heart. I was like, no, she hasn't even been on TikTok. She hasn't been on. And when she does, she's got a bunch of joy coming her way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I finished The Great. I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Um, other than that, I kind of got nothing else. Oh, I've been oh. missing. What? I highly, I mean, I shouldn't say this. If you like being on the edge of your seat the entire time, then watch. Okay. You need to watch Your Honor. It ended last night. It's a 10 part series, 10 episodes. There is not another season. It's a one shot deal. It's with. Brian Cranston. I heard about this. Yeah. Okay. It's not an easy show to watch. Okay. okay. So just uh -huh. if somebody, it's not light or fun. Okay. If you can handle heavy shit like Breaking Bad and things like that, if you mm -hmm. can handle very upsetting circumstances, then watch it. It's, it's there phenomenal. There was a time. There was a time I could. I don't know that. You may uh, not be able to. February 2021 is the time for me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I don't know. Sometimes I get a hair up my butt and I want to <sighs> and I want something a little intense. Um man is okay, it good. that's good to know. Brian good Cranston is such a good actor. I mean, everyone is outstanding on the show. Everyone. Oh, I'm sure. Man, that oh, it's it's good. Oof, but it's heavy. It is heavy, folks. I love that you're telling me it's heavy. And I was just about to say, I have, however, been listening to a lot of podcasts about positive attitudes. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, I love the happiness lab. Yes. Because I think it's very, they're willing to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly mm -hmm. and give you proactive choices you can make to get out sure. of it. She had a guest on from another podcast called Choiceology. Hmm. And that's an interesting one, too, if you guys want to visit something. Mm -hmm. I like to listen to that kind of stuff during the day when Henry's doing school and I can get dishes done and I don't want to think too hard, but there might be like a little helpful seed planted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been enjoyable. I interrupted with your honor. I, Yeah, I finished the grade. Um, well, I don't know. I can't remember. But you know what? I do like to close out with a, a point to ponder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I actually have a couple this week that I kind of wanted to share. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to share two, but maybe I do. 20% of coffee mugs contain fecal matter. You're welcome. That's not what I'm sharing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So Jessica, do you ever have those questions where you're just like, I don't know how to find the answer to this. I don't know that it's Googleable. And then sometimes you just like run across the answer and you're like, I didn't even know I needed to do that. And now I'm horrified. Oh, sure. Um, things like, you know, when I share things about like, oh, poop particles in the air and people are like, ooh, gross. Well, get ready. Did you know <laughs> that? I'm actually, I'm going to ask you, how many mosquitoes sucking at once do you think it would take to completely drain a human of blood? 
1.5 million. You could not be more wrong. You guys, we love you. We're going to be back again next week. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful, happy, sappy day. Please write in to us anytime you want. It would Please. take over 12 million mosquitoes sucking at once to completely drain a human of blood. Can you fathom standing through that? You're welcome. Think about it. Some point to ponder this week, you guys. When things start getting rough, just be like, you know what? Not covered in 12,000 mosquitoes. I win. <laughs> Give us your rants, your raves, and anything in between, you guys. We are ready and willing. You can find us at www.therantsandraves.com. You can email us. <laughs> Therantsandravespodcast.com. Maybe you better do this. <laughs> it's case sensitive. www.therantsandravespodcast.com or email us at therantsandravespodcast at gmail.com on Instagram and Facebook at therantsandravespodcast at Twitter at raves underscore the. Have a good one, y'all. We love you all. There's room in our, in our party for everyone. That's some right. of us have got our act together and know things, Jessica. <laughs> and some of us are just a walking crazy train. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.